Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Line B, come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I don't need no school. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hey, what's up, everyone? That's Kevin. What up, y'all? On the phone again. Kevin, why are you on the phone? Um, just got work to do, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Another guest today. Repeat guest. Second repeat guest ever. He is... Chucky Scuds, resident <laughs> Mighty Ducks newbie. What's up? And we last had Charlie on episode 51. And Charlie had never seen the Mighty Ducks before. So he watched D1. We talked about it. We're going to talk about... He, he has now watched D2. We're going to walk, talk about that with him coming up. But I just want to say, fans have really been killing it the past like week or so. We had new intro. That was that was Josh Licht. Gotta give him a shout out, even though Donald Cooper doesn't like our shout outs. And um, and Justin Umberson at Jay Umberson on Twitter redesigned the USA Today front page with Russ Tyler. So that's on thequacktech.com. You can check that out. But let's get into it, Charlie. Yes, sir. You mentioned in episode 51 that you had kind of some familiar familiarity with d2 that's right yeah i I, in fact in rewatching it i was pretty sure i'd seen it at least once like on the disney channel maybe like parts of it like not the whole thing there was specifically the there was one scene that i remembered when they go to rodeo drive I definitely remembered that i think you mean rodeo drive (laughs) exactly well that was the whole thing i was like it totally says rodeo and growing up, I was super confused about Rodeo Drive and how to actually pronounce it. I thought they were pulling his leg the whole time. And it's interesting because Charlie is from Texas, so he, very, he understands rodeos and he understands Dwayne's mindset there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so just what were your expectations going into this one? Uh, well, you know, D1 set the bar high, but I think this uh, pushed it to unimaginable new highs. Uh, <laughs> it really did. I, I like D2 a lot more. Um not saying that D1 was bad, wait, of course. Wait till you get to D3. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little concerned based on what I've heard. I feel like D3 is going to be uh, – I'm, I'm worried about the cheese factor in D3. Don't worry, Charlie. D3 is the best. You heard it here first. Okay. All right. Kevin is D3's like biggest advocate. <laughs> Didn't you say that was your favorite one? I, I, think, it, I think it is, yeah. Okay. So, Charlie – how close was D2 to what you kind of remembered? It was pretty close. Um, I knew it was some kind of Olympic-y thing. Uh, really, the main thing I remembered was the rodeo drive bit. but uh, um, And the fact that they brought in the celebrity 
kids from around the country. I had no recollection of Julie the Cat. I had not really any recollection of uh, the figure skating kid. What was his name? Kenny Wu. Kenny Wu. I had little recollection of him. Um I remember Portman. He did totally on steroids. Oh, one hundred. That guy's a teenager. Hot take. One hundred percent on steroids. No question. Okay. What? So you saw D one. Yeah. And what were your feelings coming into D two here? Were you excited to jump back into the the Ducks universe, or was it more of just a chore to get on the podcast again? <laughs> uh, little of both, maybe. <laughs> um, no, I was I was really excited uh, because, uh, like I said, uh, I think I said this in the end of the last one. I was pleasantly surprised at D one, so I was pumped to see where it went from there. And now, so you uh, you you uh, mentioned that you you know you you probably had, had seen it when you were a kid and didn't yeah. really remember it though, and you said you knew it kind of had like an Olympic Olympic theme, yeah. Um, which of course is Junior Goodwill Games. Now going into it, were you thinking like how are they going to set this up and everything, and how did you feel about like the you know opening twenty minutes or so with Bombay getting hurt, coming back, and then that this like marketing guy coming and saying yeah. he wants you to be the face of Team USA? What how did that make you feel? Well, um. Hmm. I, well, I thought the fact that they couldn't call it the Junior Olympics or something was unfortunate <laughs> for copyright everywhere. Um, but uh, I definitely think, if this is what you're getting at, that the idea that the uh, scrappy team that barely won a Junior League game in uh, wherever the heck, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, that's the place. Um <laughs> All of a sudden is like team U- the core of Team USA. I thought that was a little cheesy. But then I could definitely see Bombay being promoted as the face of the team. Really? Uh, yeah. J- only because if we were to believe the, uh, the voiceover from the beginning when he gets injured, like he was someone who – he was a national storyline, Right. Going into the NHL, or was it the NHL? He was in the AHL, yeah. Okay, well, whatever it was when he got injured. Um, And that seems like it was something to, uh, you know, the fact that he was a a name that people might recognize, especially with youth coaching experience, I could see that being a brand that the sponsors wanted to build on. That's a great point that really hasn't come up on the pod. Oh. Like we have talked about how the Ducks have not – how it was kind of impossible for the Ducks to really be a core of the national team. Like, sure. Like that's a jump. But the idea that Bombay would be the coach, I think everyone would say, was just looking at the coach himself. Yeah. Say like how could this youth coach who never coached really other yeah. than that one season jump to this thin? But – you bring up a good point. He was a national story. Everyone was right. like rooting for this old guy to make the NHL. So I can see where Dibbles Tibbles is coming from there. Yeah, yeah. And if if I was a marketing person who's in charge of looking for the new coach, like yeah, I from a coaching perspective, you'd probably want to go after the uh, uh, the Hawks coach or something like that. But if you're trying to sell T-shirts. Uh, or what was it? Air Bombay's. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for kids who want to coach. For kids who want to coach. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, uh, that 
you can throw a lot of um, money at that as a brand. We, we've so what talk- do we think about bringing Riley in as an assistant? Uh, Riley's the Hawks coach? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I don't think that Riley would do that in a billion years. That's a great uh, point. <laughs> well, I, I have a quick follow-up to the whole marketing thing. We've talked about um, like the kids, that, the ringers that they bring in yeah. and how they kind of wanted to bring in people who represent all parts of the country. And po- part of it's from marketing reasons. Like they bring in Luis Mendoza, who can't even stop when he's skating. <laughs> and so how do you feel about these ringers that they brought in? Do you think it was a marketing reason or do you think it's like – yeah, this will really will be like a, a winning team, or maybe well, both. Maybe both. I think to some extent they had to bring in someone to fill out the team. The because yeah, what happened to the kids that that? What do you think happened to the kids who uh, were in D one but not D two? Uh, TBH, I didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> remember, I've only seen you didn't, uh, you didn't miss carp. <laughs> I've I've only seen D one once, and that was months ago. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but I think that the the ringer kids they had to bring in someone to fill out, uh, not not even numbers wise, but talent wise, uh, to help help the weaker members of the team. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, he couldn't stop. That's weird. <laughs> um. They each br- and you know they each brought something unique, um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Just, who's your Who's your favorite of the new of the newcomers? Mm-hmm. Oh, the cowboy kid, of course, Texan. Texan's got to stick well, yeah. Texas forever. Kevin. What, what's interesting is <laughs> Kevin has said that Dwayne is the worst player on the Ducks because he is essentially like a team cancer. That is true. Episode five. Cancer. Wow. What that's, do you what do you what dark. do you think about that? Um, you know, actually, Kevin, why don't you explain you your know, stance real quick? Why do you, why is Dwayne not is it, why is he the worst uh, duck potentially? Um, I, okay, I'm not going to lie; I don't entirely remember the genesis of that thought. Um, I think <laughs> it had a lot to do with him being a ball hog or a puck hog, rather. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, and just being like a little too flashy, a little too showy, um, kind of a uh, a street ball kid playing in the NBA, you know for another sports metaphor. Um, but I understand more clearly. Um, you know, so that kind of, that kind of thing. Okay. What do you think about that, Charlie? I, I could see that. Um, I think as far as talent, um, of the ringers, I think that Portman did his job better than the others. Would That's you, true. You think, do you experts agree? Yeah. He yeah. was there to be yeah. a good He's the enforcer. enforcer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're so, going to need it when they play Team Iceland. Right. Exactly. They did, and they and they did. As it turns out, they did need him. Which of the new ducks new ducks? Oh, that was <laughs> bad there. Which of the new ducks did you dislike the most? Um I thought Portman was a dick when I first saw him. When he was first coming up and being, you know, all showboaty. That was annoying. Um, I didn't specifically dislike any of them. Oh, I thought Keenan was being a little bitch for the first half of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. I it just come on, man. Stop being an asshole. Cheer for your team. It's Team USA. You got to cheer for the home team. Did you realize Keenan was going to be in the film, or was that like a surprise? I knew. For you? Well, I knew he was in going to be in the film, but okay. uh, it was a surprise. That he wasn't one of the original 
kids. I thought he was going to be uh, one of the ringers they brought in. Because I, I remembered that they brought in the celebrity ringers. I thought that he was going to be one of those. Mm. And then when he was in the stands, I was like, is this kid just going to be an annoying little <laughs> ass the entire movie? And, but uh, then when they did the street ball thing, or the street, what do you call it in this street sport? Puck? Street puck. Street puck. Really? Street puck? Street hockey. Street hockey? Okay. Yeah. That's a little. Street hockey. Yeah, but you don't play with a puck, so why would it be street puck? Well, you were talking about street <laughs> ball, so I switched it to street puck. But, I mean, it's it's generally called street hockey. Okay. Well, the street hockey. Um, I'm, that made a lot – it made sense after the fact. But going into it, it was like, what the, what is this business? Okay. You mentioned you'd only seen Mighty Ducks once, yeah. the first one, and that was months right. ago. Yeah. Did you realize that the old guy had changed? Uh, I did when they, I, I didn't going in, um, you know, I didn't like look up the IMDb yeah. page like some people might've. Um, but I did as when he was there, I didn't recognize that it was a different guy. I thought it was the same guy when he first pulled up. Wow. <laughs> but I, I'm, all just, old people look alike. All old Germans. That's, are, that's ageist. He's it, not German. He's Norwegian. Nor Well, he's spoke with a european accent whatever sorry wow. sorry to our german and norwegian listeners but i cannot tell the difference in your accents um Just throwing shots i, I i'm sorry that's what would dirk Nowitzki say uh, dirk's a big fan yeah. shout out to dirk if what's up dirk? on the pod yeah i'll come guest on that episode too if, if dirk <laughs> comes to visit um, No, you'll sit at home <laughs> um what was the question? Oh, Hans and Jan. Yeah, what, are those their names really? All? Hans and Jan. Hans and Jan. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, Did it, it it didn't throw me for a loop. Uh, it, I thought it was kind of silly. Um, but as when when Bombay when they explained it, like, oh, where's your brother or whatever? That's when I was like, seriously, they're pulling this shit. I and I kept expecting Hans to come back. I thought oh. I thought that Jan was gonna like drive him to the shop and then Hans would be there or something like that. But when Hans like when Jan or or in retrospect, it would have been cool if Hans was the one that showed up in Bombay's fancy pants house. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Obi Wan coming back. <laughs> Just top moments from D two for you. Um this is a barrel. This is a distraction in a barrel. <laughs> like that, that whole sequence was just ridiculous. Um, I what was I wrote down a bunch of notes. Uh, baboon ligaments. Yeah, they mentioned baboon ligaments. I don't even remember what about. Um, it was about his knee. It was about Bombay's knee. Oh, table oh yeah, and he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said so he was doing. He had a friend doing great things with baboon ligaments, and we had a. Yeah. So a couple of doctors on a few oh, yeah? weeks ago and said that that was probably not true. Yeah, they debunked <laughs> the de- baboon ligament theory. The, well, that's that's good. I'm glad you're here doing that research for us. Um, it's public service. It is. It really is. Uh, I thought that we will quack you sounds kind of dirty. Uh, oh. I feel like someone could interpret that uh, in, an, um, in a in a PG-13 way. Um, Please elaborate. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, Kevin, you know, um, I, I really liked the, uh, as we have now dubbed street hockey scene, mm-hmm. the street puck scene. Um, but also it was, I feel like it was supposed to be way more like 
street in South Central. He said he's from South Central. Yeah. And it was very much, it looked like an um, upper middle class suburb. Well, they had to all wear their pads to, like, you know, have these positive, you know, values installed in all these kids. So. Right. And, well, I mean, like, in the background, there were, like, three-story houses and... It just looked way fancier and, then. Well, and and also like the the players, like the street hockey players, they're like some of the nicest, like rough and rough and tumble kids you'll ever come across. You know, <laughs> like teaching teaching good team values and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of out of place. Yeah, um, I did think when they were doing their training in wherever they went for their training bit yeah. um and they were like skating on the road that was horribly dangerous <laughs> like when they're taking up both lanes of a two-lane <laughs> road i know people have gotten hit by cars doing that wow so that's not it's not safe you get shout, really anxious during that scene shout out to the uh cutters of the little 500 um oh ooh, doing ooh. an indiana shout out there. yeah yeah no, what what did you ask? So you were real anxious watching that movie? I watching that uh, that, that scene? bit. I was like, some. I thought that was going to be a d- big dramatic thing. Like Charlie was going to have to be in a coma for the rest of the movie because they were going to get hit by a car. That would have been a turn. That would have been. That would have gotten real dark. Oh, I, I have a question for you, Charlie. This is kind of yeah. changing things, but you know, sure. you know, this has got the Olympi- Olympic Olympic theme, sure. and so you go in. It's like, okay, who's going to be you know the big bad team? When you find out it's Iceland. <laughs> And you see, like, Ice and these big Nordic fellows and these all black jerseys. And keep in mind that black is not part of the Iceland flag. <laughs> what is your thought? Um, well, I thought that the jerseys was a total ripoff of the Hawks jersey. Same color scheme yeah. and everything. Um, I was – well, it made me want to look up uh, – now it makes me want to look up. Like, has Iceland hockey ever been a thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, we have theories about this was going to be the golden age, and they were going to propel themselves into a hockey power with this junior goodwill okay. Games gold okay. medal. But when things went south, it all kind of fell apart. Sure, sure. I could see that. You know what's interesting is there's you – know, this might be a little bit of a stretch, so hear me out. But there's similarities between them and like the 1994 like Columbia soccer team. They were like the golden age of Colombian soccer. They'd done so well in like South American play. And then they go to the World Cup in the U.S. And then this horrible own goal against the U.S. essentially keeps them from advancing. And then just, you know, of course, this terrible aftermath. Um, so that could have been. And now the Colombia is, is, is very good now. But if you think about it, and those were around the same time, too. So, you know, now what, what year was D2? 94. 94. 94. So, Again. Exactly. So we were being – sorry. We were being – we were playing nice with the Russians at that point as a country. If so we couldn't that. we couldn't vilify them as badly as like, you know, Rocky II or yeah. whatever it was. And we – I mean Rocky we four. talked to Steve, Rocky IV, excuse me. We talked to the creator Steve Brill about that and he said that kind of the Russians had been done, you know, and yeah. they needed something – for. Russian. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they basically turn them into the Russians, but they uh, internationally, you could sell this film. Yeah, especially the hockey playing countries. Right. And so, like, you didn't want to make one of those teams. You didn't want to. That's make true. Them. That's a good. Oh, so, that's a good point. That's a good point. So he made it. See, it's all all about the dollar bills. It all is. about the dollar bills. Especially that one. What? 
especially that movie. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So I I did listen to the uh, Steve Brill episodes. I'm sorry, I did cheat and listen to the Steve Brill episodes. That's fine. Um, but we appreciate the listens. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, I'll give you some tweets later. Uh, <laughs> I thought that when they do come out in the du- the redesigned Ducks jerseys, it's like you're welcome, Michael Eisner. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the new jerseys? Pretty sharp, right? They were super sharp. That's the logo I remember from the Mighty Ducks. Like mm-hmm. I think I had either a shirt or cap or something with that logo on it. So, but yet you hadn't seen the movie, so you were more of a poser. Oh, he was just a fan of the hockey team, maybe. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I was a kid. I had a ton of T-shirts from different things and whatnot. He had a little Giants know. T-shirt. I saw Bad News Bears T-shirt. <laughs> I just, like I said, I rem- It was a big thing, and we talked. I think we talked about this a little bit in the last episode. It was a big cultural thing. Yeah, and I. I'm pretty sure I, – I remember bits of this movie. I definitely don't know anything about the third movie except for what I've heard in the pod. Um, and uh, – but I – and I'm sure I saw the Mighty Ducks D1 at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's just – I like – I couldn't tell you. I couldn't have told you the plot of it before I saw it. All right. Other than hockey team defeats odds, wins a championship. <laughs> so you and, don't – do you have any baseline for D3? Uh, they go to a prep school and it becomes more about Charlie because I listened to, I did listen to the oh, okay. I've listened to some of the writer episodes. Um, it's it's more about Charlie. They get a new coach and there's something about trying to make the varsity team. Um, but I don't know who they're playing against or anything like that. Okay. We'll keep it that way. All I right. think you're going to like it. Okay. So you don't know anything about the murder? <laughs> oh shit! No, no. I mean, do you okay, have any well, predictions? Watch out for that. <laughs> yeah. Besides the murder, do you have any predictions <laughs> for D three? Uh, there's going to be some kids that play hockey, and they are going to um, either win or lose some games. My guess is they're going to come out feeling all hot and cool. And they're going to cool. hot and cool hot and cool. hot and cool. Get it? Cause they're, they're, they're working hard on the ice. So they're like getting all sweaty, but it's ice. So it's cool. All right. Continue. <laughs> so they're going to, uh, they think they're hot shit, but someone, the varsity kids or whatever is, are going to put them in their place. And then they have to spend the movie like working up to get cred from said bad guy. And then ultimately, Learn a lesson, I guess, maybe. Ultimately, learn a lesson. I like that. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Disney stuff happens. I like this prediction. Well, I'm thank excited you. for you to watch the end of it. I am too. Back. You to know what, Charlie? Me. Yeah. Charlie, you're you're going to learn a lesson too. Oh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Thank you, Kevin. Just back to D2. You're welcome. <laughs> the end of the documentary. End of the documentary. Just how... It's listed on YouTube as the most epic scene in movie history. How epic did you think it was? Yeah, we're talking about the campfire? No, we're talking about the shootout. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get back to the campfire at some point. Um, okay. The shootout. Uh, what did I write down? Um, you were probably too tense from watching it. You couldn't write anything way, down. That was way tense. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that. Uh Oh, so 
Ha, huh, this is a thing that I didn't realize till the end. This is how observant I am. Uh, I've heard you talk on the pod about Gunnar Stahl. Yes. I thought he was a duck. Oh. <laughs> literally during the shootout. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's Gunnar Yeah, that was bad. Um, I, it was pretty intense. It was it was hard to keep up with. I will say that because that one thing was was I was I was trying to write um, notes and try to pay attention. So um, it 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 was super intense. I will say that. Would you call it the most epic scene in movie history? Uh, uh n- no. Top five. <laughs> No, <laughs> sorry. Keep, keep in keep in mind your audience here. Yeah. Oh, totally. No, number uh, number one all the way. Send all complaints to Charlie Scudder at c scudder on Twitter. That's at c s c u d d e r. That's right. Gunner Stall. Gunner Stall. What I mean, did you, he kind of changes throughout D two? He does. How he did does. you feel about him by the end? Did you feel like he was good? Did you feel like he was bad? Uh, I think that uh, humanity is a little more complex than just good or bad, uh, Mike. I like um, that. I think that uh, he was – I think that he was doing his best on the system that he had. Um, uh, again, it, it reminded – giving him humanity at the end by basically telling the coach to shove it. Um, reminded me of the thirty for thirty, the miracle of miracles men, one where they mm-hmm. take the Russian perspective of the miracle on ice, uh, because uh, you know he the this was the one Brill still wrote this one right correct yeah so Brill gave him you know that uh yeah. that humanity that that the side of him other than just being like he could have easily been just a faceless. He could have been like Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But by showing that he learned a lesson more than the dentist dude did, um, I think that I I I give him props. Not mad props, but you know props. The props are still good. Yeah. Okay. Overall rating: How many scuds out of five? Scuds. I don't think scuds are good. Um, <laughs> uh, I liked it. I liked it. I would. Um, I definitely put it above D one in the in the between the two. Um, out of five. Wait, how many scuds did he give the first one? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not willing to give a number. Uh, well, I well. Once over- you rate them now. Once you okay. rate D one and then D two. D one. Um. <laughs> D1, I'd probably give like a three, a solid average. Uh, three and a half, maybe. Three and a half to four for uh, D2. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting like a six out of five. But okay, that's okay. Well, you know, I, th- I think we had the same conversation last time. We have different scales. That's true. <laughs> yeah, right. Scuds are pretty prestigious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. Well, well he's holding on to that, the five scuds for when D4 comes out. Oh, exactly. yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's move on to the quiet question. On. Kevin, do you have the quiet question ready for us? And for the new um, listeners, we uh, we take questions from Twitter. You ask it to us, use the hashtag quiet question, and then we ask them at the end of the show and we debate them. I forwarded you a quiet question. You did? Yeah, recently. And yeah. we're not going to do that one. From, I'm not going to ask yourself. That was from the race question. director of the Little 500. Oh. Shout out Little 500. Again. Two shout outs for the Little 500 on, I know. in one show. Wow. It's the greatest college wow. weekend, Kevin. 
right. Yeah, um, okay. Um, I had one. Hang on. Give me a second. Um, all right. So this one comes from uh, Jared Beasley, who's at Jared Beasley. That's J-A-R-R-O-D Beasley. Um, his question is, do inner city LA kids still play roller hockey? Have they organized yet? Always weird part of D2 in my mind. What are our thoughts on this? First of all, it's called street puck. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's a good question. Street inner city kids playing street hockey. I would say no. You live in Los Angeles. There might be a slight uptick now that the Kings have won a couple Stanley cups, but I don't think there is that sort of generational thing, especially in the inner city of playing street hockey, like it might be in Montreal or Toronto or any really Canadian city. Even the more hockey-rich American cities. Did you play street hockey, Mike? I did. I played a lot of street hockey. Played it in driveways. Played it on the street. And then one kid has to yell car and you have to move the net. Like in Hey Arnold. Exactly. Or, Or the one with Mike Myers that I can't think of the name of right now. So I'd like to just say that I quickly Googled this, and yeah. there is, in fact, a SoCal Street Hockey League. Uh, that would be SoCalStreetHockey.com. Shout uh, out. Shout out. Is, it, they, is it for inner city youth? I doubt that. Um, I don't. I can't tell. Um, but, oh, they're participating in the Sin City Shootout, which is celebrating 10 years of street hockey tournaments in Las Vegas. Uh, road trip? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's necessary. Um, the thing, you'll have to look up more about this later, but the uh, thing Los it does Angeles, exist. Mike, Mike, Mike will put it all all the details in the show notes. I will. There you go. The thing about Los Angeles is the good weather would lead to a lot of opportunities for street hockey. I yeah. think the question is whether inner city kids would want flock to, to play flock get it like ducks. Hockey. Yeah, I think the absence of Muddy Ducks movies. We're coming up through this generation, through the generation under us. They don't really have the same sort of hockey influence from a young age. I think inner city kids might not be playing as much street hockey as they used to be. Yeah, it seems like there's always like a, a football movie or a basketball movie with like young people playing it, like every you know few years. So you can be like, oh, yeah. that was neat, and maybe I'm inspired to go play football or basketball. But when's the last hockey movie that came out? Yeah, well. Ducks. I'm like any any yeah. I I will also say um, I'd be interested to talk to to hear from kids to see if they have a similar uh, like when I was a kid it was the Mighty Ducks and you know, people were into the Mighty Ducks and Mike Madonna especially mm-hmm. around here because uh, I remember I went to some Stars games and it was all about Mike Madonna. Yeah. Um, do they have the same star appreciation? Is there a star, either on the stars or like a hockey star, uh, <laughs> that is you know on the same level as that for kids who don't give a shit about hockey like I did? That's a good. That's a you good question. I, mean? I don't yeah, know the answer that, to it. I well, mean, I, if, well, sorry. If you remember a few years ago when like Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby were coming in the league, they really tried hard to market those two. Yeah. I remember yeah. like ESPN yeah. like actually gave it a good try before they realized that. Their you know audience did not really care about hockey. I would guess that Sidney Crosby is probably the only one that got even semi close, at least like since you know since before the lockout. 
Mm. You know, like I think I, I, I can't really think of anybody else that would. Well, didn't they try to market Jerome Ginlaw too, like pretty hard? But I mean, he, yeah, him being a Canadian that, or playing I have, I have in Calgary, no idea who that is. Okay, so I, I guess it's <laughs> so, that they did not so or it failed yeah. remarkably. Yeah, I think. I mean, this is getting kind of off topic here, but I think a big problem is the lack of American like stars. Yeah, like, oh, like bona fide stars in the league. Like, there's very good players that are American, but there's not that one guy on the Crosby there's, or Ovechkin level. There's not a LeBron of the ice. Yeah. And really somebody who has that personality, like yeah, the number two pick last year, Jack Eichel, he went to Buffalo. Like he might be good enough to reach that level eventually, but he's this like red haired kid who's like Ugh. He's <laughs> <laughs> like kinda quiet, like like I don't know if he has has the personality that like Mike Madonna would have where he could be out and about and smiling and have that sort of image. Yeah. So. And that was definitely helpful, you know, when I was, like I said, when I was a kid, um, for someone who didn't really care that much about hockey, I knew the sport through the general idea of the Mighty Ducks and him. So that's why we need a star and Mighty Ducks 4. Exactly. It's a good spot to end it. You can find Charlie on Twitter at cscutter, uh, us, thequackdeck.com. On Twitter, at QuackDeckPod. Send us your stuff. Send us your redesigned front pages. Send us your intro themes if you want. Uh, Facebook.com slash QuackDeckPod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think Charlie will talk about when he comes back exactly 20 episodes from now in episode 91. We went 5171, so he's got to come back for 91. And remember, and ideally D four will be back for a hundred and eleven. So that's true. <laughs> there you go. That you, you guys are gonna have to start spreading out. Yeah, no pressure, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and got rem- less than a year to get that one out. <laughs> and remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Ain't no turning back.